Hello, and welcome to Play On with Austin Playhouse. Today, we are talking about Austin Playhouse's new online writing workshop, Today's Gratitude by Cindy Williams. Co-producing artistic director, Lara Toner Haddock, and marketing manager, Marie Falkren, met up with Cindy on Zoom to ask Cindy why she was inspired to write Today's Gratitude and what it's like to have her work workshopped online. Enjoy. Today's gratitude is for Aunt Ruth. She taught me to read my first word, Conoco, when I was three. I had a rough day at work and this happened at the end of that rough day. It was a terrible night. It was a beautiful night. I will always be so grateful. Grateful for all the things we hang on to that make our lives feel better. Hey everyone, this is Laura Toner Haddock. I'm the producing artistic director with Austin Playhouse, and I'm here with Marie Falgren, our marketing manager, and Cindy Williams, our box office manager and Austin playwright extraordinaire, to talk about her Today's Gratitude project, which is what we have, have been adapting into an online play development workshop. This is the first online play development workshop we've ever done due to extraordinary circumstances. And we've um, really been delighted with how, how it's been received and been created by the artists in the company. Before we get going much further, I'd love for Cindy to kind of give everyone an overview on what today's gratitude is all about and how it came about in her life. Well, uh, I was at a point in life that uh, happens to some people. I've been married for many, many years and uh, found myself divorced and living alone and uh, with the world in such uh, a turned around sort of state right now, it seems very indulgent for me to say that I felt like my life had fallen apart but that is how I felt, like my life had fallen apart. And I was feeling uh, very dark. And the person I want to be in the world is not a dark cloud that passes through everybody's life. Uh, but I wanted uh, to make people happy. And I started thinking about what made me happy. And I realized, in fact, in the midst of all of this darkness, that I had so many people treat me with such utter kindness. In fact, even people I thought disliked me did some incredibly kind things for me and decided instead of focusing on what was terrible, I would try to focus on what I was grateful for. I also, during this period of time, was having a great deal of difficulty writing at all. So I sort of gave myself an assignment that every night I would sit down a little bit before I went to bed on Facebook and as fast as I could, I would write about something I was really grateful for and I would let myself read over it two more times and then I would just hit send and just put it out there on Facebook. I didn't really have an agenda beyond that to put out things that I felt grateful for. So that's how it got started. That's where it came from. Being a theater producer, started reading these, and I started reading them just with the intention that you were putting them out into the world, these um, 
kind of beautiful, very human peeks into your thoughts, into your soul. Um, and I think like many people who were able to read it, we were also grateful that you were choosing to, um, to share these, these moments with us. I think it's that gratitude begets gratitude where what's touched me a lot with these writings is it's because so many of them focus on these what could be considered small moments in our lives and having that pause to look at them and really appreciate them. In fact, one of the uh, playlists that we're putting together is, is kind of titled Simple Things. And it's just those little moments that can pass us by and reminding ourselves to, to take that breath and really appreciate being there. Um, and then you also co cover some big moments. Some um, there's, you were a DJ the night John Lennon was killed. And these are these, you know, big historical moments through the context of your experience. And that's, thank you for sharing them with you. Um, you mentioned that this was a, a period where you were having difficulty writing. Had you had other times where you'd had these kind of difficulties writing? Because for me, you've always been a writer. That's part of the Cindy Williams story is that you were kind of, you know, as soon as you could figure out how to put pen to paper, you've been doing that. So it, it's kind of stunning to me to think of, of you having anything even close to writer's block. Cindy always has a journal with her. She's always, you know, recording things and you're also one of the fastest writers I've ever met if there's a, a rewrite you can whip out a screenplay and I don't know like two hours right that's about average yeah um, <laughs> but, but so, so have there been other periods where you'd had difficulty writing and approached that in a different way or was this kind of the toughest time for you this was definitely the toughest time uh, and it's funny I realize when I say uh, I wasn't writing I don't actually mean I wasn't writing uh, I do. I write every day. I write in a journal. Uh, that journal is uh, just about me putting words on paper. Sometimes, if you think some of the gratitudes are about tiny things, well, don't read my journal. Uh, whenever anyone has sneakily read my journal, what they've uh, said either was that they were super disappointed that I didn't write about huge historical things all the time, or else they read something I wrote about them that, uh, well, maybe wasn't maybe make them cry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I was sort of in a position where I used to need to produce things for other people that were writing. Uh, I wrote commercials for a really long time. Uh, I worked as a, a screenplay writer for a film producer for a long time. I wrote for uh, ADV that did the anime uh, translations from Japanese and then interpreted them into English and dubbed them. I worked for them for a long time. All of those had sort of a, a framework. Uh, so I, yes, I, I do write all the time and I do write pretty fast, but uh, the part of me that writes scripts, and by scripts I mean plays, that's the part of me that, uh, that's sort of my uh, creative playground for myself. Like it's super, I'm super selfish with my writing. I'm not thinking about what other people would like. I think about what I would like. And then if other people like it, I think that's super swell. Uh, but that part of me that wanted to go, here's a thing I thought about and I made it and it's all like shiny right now. And I'm just going to throw it in the world and see if any of you feel about it. Like I feel about it. That part of me just was 
I just felt like I had nothing to say uh, creatively, not just from my personal life, but uh, the political uh, situation in the United States for the last few years also fed into my feeling of having absolutely nothing to say. I began to feel like other people had more important to say, something to say as though the room, as though the room can only hold so many voices, which of course isn't true at all. Uh, but yeah, long story short, in answer to your question, yeah, this was the worst. And I think it's so extraordinary because you talk about, you know, not feeling like you had something to put out into the world for, for people. And yet the way you chose to react to that feeling is by putting something out into the world for other people. Now, granted, this was a Facebook audience. You know, it's, these are your friends. These are people who know you. You're not just putting it out in a big public forum. I did that. Um, but but you, you still, in the middle of, of the, you know, this really tough period, still reached out with your writing and I'm grateful you did. Um, uh, what, what were you, because this is different. You could have just written journal entries and kept them on your computer or in, in a notebook. Um, did you have any expectations going into, to just the Facebook posts? You know, initially my idea with them was that I was going to concentrate on writing about people that I was grateful for and things that they had done for me. And I sort of had this idea of like giving them this sort of delightful, embarrassing surprise on Facebook, that that would be sort of some gift to them. But what I found early on was that actually it's super hard to write stuff like that. The more grateful I felt to someone for what they'd done to me, the more uh, difficult and revealing it felt uh, to write about it. So I don't know, I just sort of uh, shifted gears and I guess early on I didn't really have any expectations. I actually try to live my life without expectations. I find that super helpful to just be delightfully surprised by things all the time instead of disappointed that they didn't live up to your expectations. But I think when I realized uh, that it meant something more to other people uh, was when I noticed people were sharing them, uh, including on like some writers, uh, Facebook pages. And that was a big surprise to me when people started, uh, sharing them. I also started having people, uh, sending me friend requests specifically because I wanted to read them. And so, yeah, it just sort of turned into its own thing, which is kind of cool because I think anytime you write a play, there's a point at which it, it takes over from the writer. Uh, so I kind of feel like this has kind of taken over from me. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. <laughs> well, and we should say you just started these posts in um, November of 2019. So we're, so we're about six months into them right now. And, and we started doing the online um, gratitude readings in March. Um, so this isn't something that's existed on the internet for years at a time. It's, it's, you know, it's your reactions to the Facebook posts are still very fresh. And then we added this extra layer of letting, um, members of our acting community just pick, we just let them pick which monologue they wanted to do. We made a spreadsheet and that was part of the process for me because this is all about, 
I feel kind of what resonates with people, what's making us think, what's making us feel, what's making us be connected to our humanity, to each other, especially in these extra trying circumstances. And so, so seeing what different actors gravitated to has been part of, part of the process for me, because these stories are not, as you mentioned, you started talking about maybe specific people, but they cover a really wide range of, of subjects from your early childhood days to a, a walk you took yesterday with your dogs. Um, so it's, you know, it's parent-child relationships, it's early job stress, it's young adult stress, it's, um, it's finding things you fall in love with, finding people that you, that you love, they're going to be in your life forever, those little connections. Um, and then it's about more dogs. Cindy has the best little dogs ever. And um, one of the stories, Jack and Luann, which is performed by Ben Wolf, is about having, having the very first dogs that I ever met that Cindy had uh, come into her life. And Ben specifically picked that. He, he mentioned this in another Facebook post because he had and an animal it was a big cat that just sort of showed up at his doorstep and decided to stay. And so he felt this connection to these little puppies that showed up in Cindy's life and, and just kind of claimed her. What we did was we let the actors choose and we let them because nobody can come together, but everyone has a, a phone camera. So we let them just record. Um, I told them they did not have to try to memorize anything. It could just be, you know, readings. And then several actors got very ambitious about it, um, which was really intimidating to me when I had to do mine. And I said, I cannot get off book with a three-year-old and a five-year-old running around my house and in, in, in for this. But the interesting thing about the project is seeing how, how different actors approach the material. Um, originally, we were going to put this on as a play workshop in August. That's when it was kind of scheduled. And we made that commitment. We had had one informal reading in my living room with about a dozen actors uh, reading through different monologues. And that was the Sunday before Austin basically was shut down, the pandemic. I think it was March 9th. Um, what was your reaction to that, that initial, yeah, that the initial first time you heard time voices that weren't yours, yours reading your work? Reading your work. It was a wonderful experience, and I wasn't sure what it would be like uh, because uh, the stories are all about me, and there was, uh, I think, the idea of maybe it was a one-woman show, uh, which, I mean, I'm an actor. I'm vain enough to go, yeah, that'd be cool to do a one-woman show. Uh, but, of course, when you write, write the one-woman show and perform it, then there's a layer of, uh, of uh, exposure and vulnerability that is... Uh, somewhat intimidating and I was just curious to see what it would be like to have other people uh, read them and uh, from the very first person starting to read one dead cold I immediately felt like that was the right way to do it. Uh, there was something about hearing these different voices telling these stories that made me feel like it, first of all I'd never heard them before and then it was just interesting like to see because most people were reading so cold or didn't know which ones they'd be reading to see what hit them just there in that moment. Uh, it was a really wonderful experience. And it, of course, made me feel good about my writing because I would hope in writing all of this super personal stuff that 
the point isn't to like, hey, get to know me better, but that it's about these things that happen to all of us, that we all have these feelings of that connection and uh, yeah, it killed me. I loved that workshop of if that had to be the last rehearsal I could be at for a while. That was a good one. Yeah, no, I thought it was it, it was wonderful. And it was going in. A lot of people had had that question of whether they were supposed to be playing Cindy. You know, am I Cindy as a 20 year old? Am I Cindy as a, you know, as, a, as an adult? Um, and, and it was it was a real question because we didn't know these stories are so much a part of your life, um, how it would feel. But I think it was it was kind of unanimous. Everybody thought it was it was wonderful to get these different voices, different textures, um, different genders involved. Um, and it and it added and really highlighted the universality of the stories, exactly as you said. Um, and it was, we just, we, we had the script and we all sat in a circle and whoever got the next story got the next story. And that was great. Um, and I will say, I mentioned earlier, Ben um, got Jack and Luann on that read around. And I'll, I'm going to confess that that is the only one that I actually assigned in this workshop. I filled in Jack and Luann next to Ben's name because it just, that was one to me that I wanted to see him do it again. I wanted, and luckily, I think he felt the same way. It really resonated with him. Um, not that I wouldn't love to see all of those actors that were there um, read more stories and read the stories they did, but but I'm that's my director confession. I I've tried to keep my sticky fingers out of the process a little bit, but um, but yeah. <laughs> so with this 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 process of watching them come to life with all these different voices. Um, I think the first week out of the gate, we had um, Tom Parker and Kathy Catmull, um, Bernadette, Marie, you can jump in and help me out. Toby was one of the first ones, Toby Minor. Toby did um, Soap, which is in, in our, our, one of our playlists, and it's one of the shortest ones. It's, and that was something else that was really fun. Some of these, you write, you know, 10 minute long um, pieces. And some of them are these really quick observations. Um, and soap is, it's not just a, a punchline, but there's definitely a punchline there. And I think having Toby be the one who read it and read it so earnestly um, made it extra endearing for me. How did, how did you feel when you first started watching people do these? Uh, I still feel the same way when I watch them. I feel, uh, I feel less exposed by them, but, uh, I feel so touched by them. Uh, particular ones kind of get to me more than others, of course, because maybe of the experience, but, uh, yeah, it really got to me on a, uh, on a deep level, uh, Toby killed me. Tom Parker made me cry just because at the end of it, he seemed a little bit choked up. And of course I realized there's this whole other layer going on, which is, it's not even my words, but part of that other layer is these people, I miss them so much. And I miss the things that they do that are so magical. Uh, even though I'm an actor, I still just get caught up in the magic people do. 
And uh, so they touch me and also, I'll just use the G word, I feel so grateful to get to see my friends do their work. Uh, I will also say, uh, as I've confessed, they make me so emotional, I can only watch one every few days. Uh, but uh, I just love what everybody has done with them and it's so good to see their faces and hear their voice. Uh, I agree. and. Um... I feel exactly the same way when I first saw Tom's. Um, Tom Parker is one of the uh, longest running members of our acting company. Uh, he played my grandfather when we did You Can't Take It With You, um, which was one of my, my first big stage roles. And he taught me more about theater etiquette than anyone else. Um, and I just, I love seeing Tom work in any context. So I've, I was so, I was so grateful that he jumped on this project. And then that, um, so one thing that's interesting for me is because you're still doing these today's gratitude posts on Facebook, has, has the fact that they could be, um, they could be brought to life as monologues by another actor. Does that affect you at all when you're, when you're working currently? Working currently? Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I will say I'm spending more time thinking about what I'm going to write uh, for that evening. And I've, uh, and I've started trying to write earlier in the day because I feel like my brain's working a little bit better. I try to walk around my house for 15 or 20 minutes and sort of empty my mind in a way to think about the subject, what will come to me and sort of the shape of it, I try not to prepare for them too much, but it does make me prepare for them more. And I will uh, be honest and say, it's a little bit harder to write them right now, but I do think part of that is uh, the, uh, uh, the world situation we're in right now. Uh, and uh, I am uh, one of those people, I'm, uh, I'm here alone safe for the dogs. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I feel like it's made it a little bit more of a, of a thing. Uh, on the other hand, now when I get one written, I have more of a feeling that I achieved something than I had before. Instead of just like, right, 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 send, whew, done for the evening. Uh, now it's a little bit more of a, like, I'm much more likely to go back and reread them several times that evening and maybe do a little tweaking here and there than I was before. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, uh, it's exciting to think that they might be voiced by an actor. That's an exciting thought to me. And I'm, uh, even though I am having a little bit of a harder time right now, I'm still doing it. And uh, I feel really uh, grateful uh, I spoke earlier about having a little bit of a structure, and this gives me a little bit of a structure that uh, even though I don't achieve as every day like I would like to, it gives me something to go for, and I'm really grateful for it. We're grateful too, um, and we're grateful that having actors interpret the words is only a, a minor impediment to, <laughs> to the creativity. Um, so right now we we what what austin playhouse did is is we had one go up every weekday um from when we started in i think it was around the 23rd or 24th um through the end of april um 
and and so now we've we've taken a little pause um and we're going to put together we to kind of because i think it's important for our staff for our artists to have some downtime in this and it, it's very important that we're not asking people to do more than they're comfortable doing right now to add to anyone's stress um and as we kind of it's a little bit of a tangent, but you know, as we steer the ship of Austin Playhouse through this, the today's gratitude posts have been such a valuable part to this early, um, early getting through the storm. But I wanted to make sure that we were still producing them for the right reasons, that they were still serving a purpose, that people still were still engaged, um, and we now have to look toward what we're going to do in the coming months. So we're taking this little bit of a break. Cindy's still writing them daily. Um, and I think we're, we're looking forward to, to maybe having another round of stories come up pretty soon. And then, of course, the, the ultimate goal with these pieces is to get them on the stage. Um, so that will be something that when it's possible, which it's not right now, we'll start figuring out what form that takes. Um, but this is... This is not my first rodeo with Cindy. I've, I've directed a couple of her plays. Um, I've been in many more of them. Uh, this is definitely my most longest running relationship with a playwright for which I'm incredibly grateful. And so I know that whether it's in the next few months or a year from now, when people are able to come together and experience these stories, I, th I think it's going to be just as as impactful as when you read them as a Facebook post for the first time or when you connect uh, hearing them as just the audio versions or watching an actor perform them. Um, and I'm really, I'm really excited to be on the journey with this gra these gratitude posts. Just wanted to add, just as everything started to unfold and we were all going back to our homes being quarantined and as the marketer of a theater, the importance of staying active online and having the words to put out to the world like i was at a loss like how do i you know promote this theater i don't i'm figuring out what to say right now in this time and i don't you know i'm processing that so to have today's gratitude to like be able to turn to and to give us the words of just focusing on being grateful and being able to send out a positive um, message every single day at this time where everyone was transitioning, trying to find their own thoughts and emotions about everything and to turn towards Cindy's words to just kind of as a guideline every day to read was like such a gift and to connect to each other as a company and as a, as a city. And that was really nice. Thanks Marie. Um, yeah. And, and I want to, I want to really let, make sure everyone knows Marie is the one who's, almost solely responsible with getting all of these posts online. She uh, went in and did, did some major overhaul of our website. And then when the videos come in, she does all of the editing um, and all of the posting and has really been incredible. Um, everyone at Austin Playhouse who participated in this in any step of the way, all the artists who just um, jumped up and raised their hands and said they will they'll they'll take on pieces um, we're, we're very grateful to them because I do feel it it helped us all get through those early days of the transition to have some connection to to the art and to uh, 
to what we to still be able to do what we do. So thank you all. Um, all right, I think uh, Cindy, if you have any other closing thoughts, other we can. Uh, I think to have someone reach out and ask to produce your work is such a gift. And as a writer, I often make jokes about how I kind of feel like I'm some sort of weird, like Victorian lady in a wheelchair on the second story of a house, just writing her poetry or whatever, throwing it out the window uh, because I don't really feel like I have sometimes the dry business acumen as some playwrights do to get multiple productions of their play. So to have somebody reach out to you and say, it's good and we want to do it is, uh, it's very, uh, personally, it's very affirming and I'm really grateful to it and have a long-term relationship with somebody who's uh, your artistic heart and shares a lot of your uh, concerns and thoughts about life and how it all works is, uh, I wish that for everybody. Thank you, Laura. You're that person for me. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Um, this has been a beautiful kickoff for me to the Austin Playhouse podcast. Um, thank you all very much, and we will um, we'll be with you soon. Thank you for listening to Play On with Austin Playhouse. Join us next week to hear members of Austin Playhouse's acting company perform stories from today's gratitude. If you enjoyed this episode, please support Austin Playhouse by leaving a comment, sharing with your friends, or make a donation by visiting our website at austinplayhouse.com. Your support helps us continue to bring you wonderful programs like this. Thank you and see you next week.